Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Grind by NUTM. So yeah, so I'm the host for this episode and my name is Belema um, West. Not like you need my son in both. I'm joined with some Indaboskis. So for non-Nigerians, um, Indaboskis is a term that I used to recognize the presence of authority figures. You know, like people that are not, like they come from, they are from a different bandwidth. So like we have some in that both keys in um I mean that are very conversant with the topic we're going to be discussing today. I'll allow them to introduce themselves, but our topic today is um basically not get um on private equity. I mean just from a conversational point of view, what we're thinking and then just a few points that they would also provide. So I'll let them introduce themselves. Ladies first. Hi guys, my name is Aisha Bamikboye. Uh, my name is Olumdi Ashade. And it's a pleasure of being here today with Pelema. Yeah. So they're trying to be very formal, you know, but don't worry, we'll show their, their real selves in the course of our conversation. Um, so I think we'll just go right into it. So how would you describe private equity to a five-year-old? Like, how would you... How would you explain to a five-year-old? So, of course, when you explain to a five-year-old, you know that you have to use... I don't even know what I'll call it layman terms or layboy terms, but, like, terms that are very basic that someone would understand. So, do you want to say anything to me then? Well, I thought we were doing this first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, to a five-year-old, I like, thought probably most important to a five-year-old is buy, I don't know, buy the basic amenities, buy chocolates, hmm. buy chin-chin, or whatever <laughs> that is. Uh, so, I would describe PE to a five-year-old as giving him or her, right? just a little money to be able to buy what he needs mm-hmm. and selling that whatever commodity or whatever excitement he, wants to, he or she wants to get. Mm-hmm. So I give you money to buy what you want mm-hmm. so that you can be able to sell this and then have more to buy even more. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way of uh, providing you finance mm-hmm. to address the market need mm-hmm. and then the benefits service provide a solution and then uh, make a financial benefit from it yourself. Okay. I think Olumide kind of took it so he said I was five years old, he took it to what, 15 year old? <laughs> so maybe Aisha, two, two to five years old. So let's see uh, what I can do with this. So imagine daddy has a business, right? Okay. And daddy has. <laughs> Right. So daddy has a business. And daddy has been running his business. However, there is this company. And then, there's this company outside of daddy's business that, you know, they have this money that they've already collected from big, big guys, big people that they have a lot of money to, you know, 
uh, yeah, so that's a big guy that have a lot of money. And so daddy needs money in his business for one thing or the other, but daddy doesn't have that money. So daddy and these big guys, they come together, right, form a partnership. And this company puts money into daddy's business, helps daddy with whatever, you know, strategy he has. And then so they're in that business for a particular period of time, let's say five to seven years. And then after staying in daddy's business for five to seven years, you know, they sell, um, what they have in daddy's business and so they leave daddy's business and so daddy's business is with him i hope a five years old to be able to understand that i tried yeah i mean she tried <laughs> guys well, we should expect a a children's book from aisha Bambi. and please you guys have to be the the first our first responders we'll invite you guys for our our um book opening and book, book announcement book launch so stay tuned for more information on that okay so i think i'll just come back to aisha um so i know that following the internship experience that we've had recently shadow edida i know you're you're working or you worked um i mean some type of private equity so what was that experience like for you and from the deliverables that you had like just come from a point of view of like oh my personal work experience and now explain private equity further for us um so during my shadow leader experience i worked with um, a private equity firm that is focused on sub-saharan africa and then one of my key deliverable at the p firm was to write an article on you know the business landscape um, of private equity in sub-saharan africa and you know it was a very insightful one for me because prior to that i had actually you know um, I've done some internship in you know private equity, but you know it was it helped me kind of consolidate all you know I've learned in the past and also like going deeper into you know private equity in sub-Saharan Africa. And um, I was able to understand that there there's a lot of opportunity for private equity funds in Sub-Saharan Africa, and you know there's a lot of things private equity funds can do because I mean already they're already like helping entrepreneurs, giving them you know capital and also creating values for these firms. Um, so basically, um, I understood that um, private equity. Um, in SSA, so Sub-Saharan Africa, you know, they um, raise funds from international investors, from, um, um, for, from also from inter- institutional investors here as well yeah. in Sub-Saharan Africa. You know, mm-hmm. pension funds, insurance companies, they also actually also invest in private equity funds. And so they take this money and then they deploy that capital into like um, private businesses. So most of these private businesses are mostly like um, um, medium to large, medium to um, small to medium um, um, enterprises, listage, venture capital. I mean, these businesses, there's no, it's not, it depends on what private equity firm you're looking at. And so once they do that, you know, they launch different value creation initiatives in those um, organizations or businesses. And, you know, after their holding period, they exit from these organizations. But then one thing you would notice about private equity in sub-Saharan Africa 
is how you know the acceptance of this asset class has actually grown over the years i mean like sometimes it's thousand you see like maybe just two three major mm-hmm. private equity firms mm-hmm. and then you see like they were even mostly you know foreign uh, private equity firms but now you see like there are lots of not a lot to be honest like but you see there are different private equity funds that you know are focused in different sectors and they are doing great things is it sahel is it aca is it kuramo they are really they're doing great great things in this you know in in africa to be honest yeah there's more consonants yeah consonants so i think consonants is mostly like, like yeah because i think they funded this them ngl the nigerian clearance guys they've done it oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they are yeah. the major funders but i'm now thinking i think it's an offshoot of it's like this kuramo yeah. kind of set out yes. but i think they are mostly like venture capital yeah, well, I think so. Actually, yeah, consonants is more venture capital. capital yeah. So, Kugamo is private equity, equity. and oh, okay, okay. which is an offshoot. Yeah, but in some okay. ways, in some ways, an offshoot yeah. from Kugamo. And I think that like in Africa we just need more of private equity mm-hmm. funds because like there's a lot of things mm-hmm. you know they can't do right. Yeah. So guys, I'm so excited to say this. I'm a prophetess. <laughs> so you see, I was saying like I shall write a children's book, and then I didn't even know that she actually wrote an article. So add prophetess to my name. Mm-hmm. I need some respect. Okay. So I'll go to Olumide does not seem enthusiastic about that and I'm going to take that offline with you. Are you doubting my office? Want me to give you a, a false prophecy now? Anyways, um so I think I'll come to Olumide. Um so I mean just as an offshoot from Aisha what Aisha just said, like what would you say are the opportunities for private equity in Nigeria, Africa that maybe you are seeing um following? I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of news currently, especially when it comes to, um, I think, fintech-related um, mm-hmm. fintech related enterprises or businesses. Yeah. But just like from also like your point of view, like what would you say are the opportunities you are seeing, whether they're happening now or based on some, I don't know, maybe like some future um, opportunities or trends that we are seeing mm-hmm. and then yeah. seeing how like yeah seeing how like oh those things will open up <laughs> those things will open up even more opportunities for Africa so yeah yeah so I definitely think Nigeria Africa and of course uh, more contextually Sub-Saharan Africa like mm-hmm. Aisha mentioned earlier is quite uniquely positioned mm-hmm. uh, so a few year, a few months ago we had coronavirus and then mm-hmm. it felt like it would be the end of the world and especially with uh, the funding space in Nigeria mm-hmm. and Africa at large. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of what actually we, that we saw as a result of that was the as more of the global as more of the global market became awash with liquidity, mm-hmm. it had to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and we saw that flow quite um, heavily into Nigeria and Africa. And mm-hmm. the trend is that that will actually continue to flow. And uh, so, in terms of you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, the space has been supposedly hot, or should I even say hot hot, <laughs> because hot is an understatement. Is the fintech space? Yes. Yeah, so we've been seeing a number of investments in that space, and we are even seeing. Um, We've seen different types of products, whether that is those in the data space, whether that is those involved with APIs, whether it is those in payments, mm-hmm. whether it's digital banking mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 
just love anything fine anything that manages finance and technology right now and this viable mm-hmm. there's money available for that uh, for that solution and for that enterprise but I think all things being equal uh, there's also room for other emerging industries like yeah. health tech logistics yeah. I think health tech is growing big also I think health tech is growing big yeah. you see companies like 54G no sorry mistake Ilium Health Apparently, right, there's now a new big four. So, you know, it used to be the MPWC, KPMG. There's a new, and I was so shocked to see Helium Health, um, 54G, and I think um, Flutter. I was like, ah, how did this new big four come? And I didn't even know. So, apparently, like, these guys are making waves. And I think even with Kobo 360, the whole logistics, logistics. or more like, logistics is becoming. A, 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 I don't know whether I would say like a new focus. I think, I, I think why that is so it could also be because of you know the many problems with the um, with that sector. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously like a need for you know um, mm-hmm. to create like more solutions mm-hmm. on how to move people mm-hmm. and things around. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, COVID, how to move goods as well. COVID actually makes a case for that because with things like the vaccine. So I know that um, there's some companies that even do drone delivery services because the vaccine yeah. has to get. So all of that, that's still logistics. logistics yeah. <laughs> so you're now seeing how like even with advancements, how like logistics is uniquely positioned to benefit from these opportunities as well. Um, yeah. So I think um, we just, I think now, but still, maybe Aisha can't chip in. In terms of exit, so I know we've said that all oh, like there are opportunities and we've all seen uh, these opportunities, but in terms of there, there's been some, some good exits, um, Maybe recently, when I mean recently, I don't mean like in the past. In the past, um, one month. Okay, well, we can even still say that because it's still something with cast forty-five. But like, I mean, can you like just speak to that in terms of like exit and especially the notion that I mean that we have as I don't know how to say as Nigerians as Africans. I mean. But this whole like ah, why is somebody coming to take ownership of my business? Oh, private equity. I don't want to give equity. Give me loan and let me go. And so like, how do you what? I mean, those dynamics. So what can you say about exits and especially like the good ones? And what do you think like people should um, should know in terms of like oh like equity, private equity is not a bad thing and maybe like people should just know of my life. Yeah. Uh, so just just before I answer that question, I just I'd like to give a final touch to the previous one. Okay. I also think there is a large potential for crop tech mm-hmm. in Africa and Nigeria into the future. So we've not exactly seen much investment in that space currently, mm-hmm. but like what is, what is it? property crop tech. tech. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So but like going forward into mm-hmm. the future, five. And if more, a few features. more years, we'll see a lot of investments in that space. I agree. Yeah, but back to the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the exit has been, uh, uh, it has been fundamental in terms of mm-hmm. the current trend we've mm-hmm. seen, mm-hmm. and there's this domino effect it has had mm-hmm. on the industry at large. Mm-hmm. So because if you if you years. Back five years, three years back, the issue had always been okay. You're investing in Africa, you're asking investors to invest in companies here in Africa, but very few companies have ever actually 
what in the piece with your colleagues is like mm-hmm. what investors mm-hmm. selling their stake mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you invest mm-hmm. many years before now mm-hmm. and then even those that end up exiting it takes quite a long while mm-hmm. maybe five year plus or close mm-hmm. to ten years sometimes mm-hmm. before they see reasonable exits mm-hmm. but in the last two in the last two years and a half, mm-hmm. we've seen some reputable uh, exits. Mm-hmm. So the popular ones, I'm sure many people are aware of those ones already, which are the, uh, the paystacks and the flutter waves and the mm-hmm. uh, other popular ones. So we have those Spotify, ones. Spotify, we signed that switch. Yeah, we signed that switch. So yeah, and those ones are actually uh, giving mm-hmm. the confirmation that, mm-hmm. okay, uh, in the past, existing may, may be slow, mm-hmm. but now there's really an opportunity and mm-hmm. this this trend has actually given more investments into Africa and into Nigeria. But again, I mentioned the domino effect. The domino effect, the other effect is that it has is that because people now actually know one or two people that have exited, it gives this vibe of, okay, let me actually go into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of incubators and a lot of uh, uh, enterprise development. Uh, I think a few years ago, Andela did a lot of things with coding, and since then, we've started seeing a lot of things with entrepreneurship development, incubator, lab, and all. Uh, but I think the time is right. Start right in the past few years, we started to see exit, and we we'll continue to see exit. Yeah. But more importantly, because people have seen people. For lack of a better word, mm-hmm. cashing out, right? Yay. Because because they've seen people cashing out, it now gives more impetus for more people to go on and say, okay, there's a problem that is out there. I'm going to create a viable solution to yeah. it and create a credible business model. Mm-hmm. And as we have more of that, we actually continue to have more investment. And as we have more investment, we continue to have more exits. But then I think I want to add something that I think another important thing for you to have successful exits is also like the environment, what the business environment is like. So if we have a variable exit environment, for instance, most investors, they probably make their dominate their funds in dollars and then at exit time you're seeing that it might not be the right time when you got it from like a foreign exchange perspective so i think we should also know we should like we should encourage um conversations that has to be you know creating a favorable ex- exit environment for investors because it's not like they don't want to exit from this business they obviously want to exit they obviously want to make money mm-hmm. but if the environment is currently not right at that point in time might not that might not be the right time you know for them yeah. so for instance i'm sure that maybe their businesses their investors that they wanted to exit last year during the covid19 pandemic but obviously like most people probably you know, postpone their exit trades because that that time will probably not be right. You know, for their valuations and their financial modeling, for their valuations yeah. as at the point of you know investment. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted you to also speak to the whole private equity and people's biases. Like, ah, why are you coming to my which business? Do you ah which ownership? Oh no, it's for my great grandfather. Well, In my I'm, family, they don't collect. If you think about <laughs> it, people's pers- perception of private equity is not far fetched. Mm. I mean entrepreneurs actually go through a lot of risk building their businesses and you know no one really believed in them when they started it but you know they were able to do something but I think that that 
their perception also comes from when they do not know so much and when their knowledge about private equity is limited. So um, private equity in, you know, social Africa, they do growth equity. And with growth equity, you know, there's always that partnership where, you know, they are very, very focused on value creation. They want to do something um, about the business. They want to help you grow your business because if you become, it's a win-win game. If your business does far better than how it was during the, the point of investment, it's a win-win game for them because they'll be able to sell the business at higher margins that, you know, they bought, they bought their stake. So I think um, entrepreneurs need to start thinking, right, what can this person do for my business? If they go ahead to go and collect loans from bank, I mean, no bank really cares about what you use your money to do. But like private equity, they will serve as that partnership. And because of the fact that they already know your sector, they understand your business, they have some experience in, you know, the industry, they'll be able to offer you the expertise you need and how to help drive growth in your business. However, I think that entrepreneurs really need to understand why they need private equity money. So every time you might need private equity money, depends on different things, you know. And these are the things that you're supposed to probably talk to. You're supposed to talk with your advisor, um, you know, talk to your advisor, talk to people that actually know better than you. So you understand if you need private equity funding. But like when you're sure you need private equity funding, I don't think there's anything to be scared of. Once you're partnering with a good private equity firm. I don't think you should have any issues uh, moving forward. So just to speak on the attitude and uh, the business environment that she just mentioned. So I think... People who, uh, at least in the past, have had the attitude of oh, it's family business and all. Yeah. In the real sense, at the end of the day, like fundamentally, the PE space or even VC space in Nigeria, Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, whichever region you're looking at, mm-hmm. what they are where they are looking at investing is majorly, primarily in tech-enabled, fast-growing businesses, and. The people you find, or the entrepreneurs you find in that space, are people who are more in the younger generation now versus the people who were a bit older had that mentality. And so now, right, it's more about how can I do solve a solution, solve it very fast, and go to the business with. So I think a few years ago, another thing that relates to that sentiment, that changing sentiment is, a few years ago, being in Texas or being in tech bull was probably about immediately you finish school working for Google and Facebook, mm-hmm. in the literal sense, mm-hmm. coding for someone. But right now, if you're tech bull and you're Texas, you are hot on fire because there are people who are looking for technical founders. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. now it's all about, okay, I'm... A super talent I have this. Of course, you can still apply and people are still working for Google and Facebook and all of those. Uh, but even fundamentally, at the back of your mind, they have it in there that I really want to provide a solution to your problem and uh, for, again, for the lack of a better word. Cash out. Yes, so I just wanted to add that um, I think for... Um, so I, I personally agree with the sentiment that um, that has been mentioned already, but I think I just wanted to say that the, I think we're seeing a few people that are, when I say young at heart, so and I'd like to say that also, um, and I'll just probably backtrack to say that even people, so from where Aisha said like, oh, you, like in terms of like partnership, like these guys actually there to partner with you, 
of course they are there to make money but to make their money your business has to work effectively and they have to see that potential that your business had so I know that for companies like Sahel Capital they are big on impact mm-hmm. so in terms of like and I know that their sector is quite niche and focused on agri, but they are focused on impact. So even people that you know, you are so concerned because there are people that are like that is like maybe they are humanitarian or like they just have this no, I want to help as much people. So you are doing business, but you want to like tie it to a humanitarian. So companies like Sahel are there, and then we're also seeing that there are people that even though they are elderly, like they just I don't know maybe it's part of their succession planning, but I know that. I've seen in the past few weeks I have seen people like that that they're actually elderly maybe some of them they are 60s but they are willing to if it means them even like stepping back to allow this new structure that private equity is coming with so for you to see like yes so to see people like that I mean it just kind of like speaks to the fact that oh like private equity is not bad it's actually good I mean as long as you understand the strategic plan for your business and you're seeing you and you're seeing growth potential and of course like you kind of have an idea of the private equity guy that you're working with and I mean they kind of match your own interests are aligned I think that's really pretty much um, success in making so just to highlight for everyone listening, you probably hear or uh, you've had but better man speak so passionately about impact and tire. <laughs> Should you tell them? <laughs> Let's tell them. Belema is trying to. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sahel Capital is an awesome organization, mm-hmm. and yeah, I kind of had a scenes with them as well. You kind of. I had and I have, but I'm claiming it's by my But yeah, 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 yeah. Sahel Capital is a good place. Ah, Olumide. Anyways, before we even go to Olumide, guys, I think I might want to. So I'm launching a fintech. Olumide has a has a a finance business. We just need to get a tech part into that business. We need to cash out. Aisha, are you on board? I am. Oh. Are you sure? You don't seem enthusiastic. I am. Which is oh, you guys, am guys, guys we don't, we don't have it. And now, we don't have a let's how might we see all of you see, see this lady <laughs> eh? where is the technical co-founder no, I'm here uh, what do you need me to learn as I will become easy to learn we need my we need some as well learn and I just give some advanced I am your chief ALM I am your chief go-to-market strategist I'm you guys I'm his chief go-to-market strategist I will help you make money so I just think this has changed guys I will help you make money <laughs> okay, we're having so much fun. So I think um, as we're wrapping up, I think like okay, so like for guys that are interested in private equity, I know that for a few of us we have gone round, we've been in circles. Like just before we are here, where we are, where, but like in terms of like oh, like you have to like tell something to someone like okay, you're interested in private equity, kind of start to look out for this kind of opportunities or start positioning yourself in this kind of way. Like what can you guys like? How can you speak to that? Aisha um, well I would say that um, 
Because private equity is very private. Surprise, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Love it. I'm shocked. Because private equity is very private, private, you might probably have to like do more work than you know your mates um, getting normal investment banking internships. That's if you're interested in finance. But I would say like as an undergraduate, just be proactive. You know, um, talk to people. I think network is a big thing in the private equity mm-hmm. industry. Like you probably have to talk to somebody. Maybe meet a partner hopefully the person knows like a partner mm-hmm. or like a principal in a private equity firm that you know you can interview with and you'll be able to like do some form of internship with that private equity firm um so i think that's like what i would say from my own perspective because private equity is like one of those industries where as i said it's private you probably don't see like applications online yeah, and stuff true. so it's probably you networking and hopefully people can introduce you to Mm -hmm. the person that you need to be introduced to Mm -hmm. and you can you know get an internship opportunity which Mm -hmm. I'm sure will be very um, good learning experience for you sure yeah I think another thing that makes private equity a little more tricky uh, is the fact that by just by nature of it being private equity teams the teams are very small Mm -hmm. and tight Mm -hmm. yeah that's why it was lean. So the teams are very, very lean. And uh, anyone that is coming in, right, you just, you are supposed to come in and eat the ground running. You are not coming here to start Find the learning me. process. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike uh, investment banking, where, okay, there's the investment banking team, the expert there, mm. and they, they actually give room for undergraduates or mm. just recent graduate interns to come in, mm. learn the goals and eventually Actually, build competence over time. Mm-hmm. You really always don't have that flexibility mm-hmm. uh, in in the private equity. So yes, that doesn't but mean. But it's not impossible. Yeah, that doesn't mean I, opportunities. I need an undergraduate internship in the private equity. Yeah. So she's a star girl. Yeah. yeah so, you can be a star girl yourself. Yeah, I them as both kids. I was not missing words. Yeah. So that doesn't mean opportunities are not abound for you. Uh, yeah. You can, and of course, a few number of people have gotten. Uh, undergraduate and in some cases uh, immediate postgraduate uh, uh, mm-hmm. experience in private equity yeah. and all so it's possible it's just uh, the important the most important thing you want to do for yourself is get competent so if you get same competence is mm-hmm. learning skills even as you're in school yeah. and you're undergraduate mm-hmm. taking all this financial modeling all this mm-hmm. uh, the number of uh, programs and I think something else that myself I learned quite recently that would have been helpful if I learned that much in my undergraduate days is there are things now that are called uh, VCPE fellowship programs so what we typically are exposed to are all these training programs come and do training come and do financial modeling so apart from those ones, they actually just go online. Like it's they are global. It's not mm-hmm. about Nigeria. They are not country specific. Yeah, yeah. I think opportunities are not yeah. countries that are outside of Nigeria. They are probably more open to you know having yeah. undergraduates sure. putting undergraduate through than even here in Nigeria. So yeah. you should probably be on the lookout for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So don't just don't don't. It's required to stretch yourself. Like. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, even for a star girl like uh, Aisha, she'll tell you how many uh, uh, a, a backstory when you, when you reach out to her personally. <laughs> but yes, uh, it's possible. It's not uh, out of the hands of reality. But again, serious hard work and then gain competence. If competence requires doing volunteering, being part of mm-hmm. extracurricular clubs while you're in school. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the Investment Society. And I was a part time. of the Student Finance <laughs> Club, University of Anyways, and I was not part of any of those. the finance society. Anyways, uh, the point is do those things. Yeah. Stretch yourself outside of your academic curriculum because honestly, that won't help you. Zero help. Yeah. I think I'd just like to add, like, don't. I mean, for anyone, like, don't even like. What's the word? Um. Well, I say don't limit yourself or don't because like I mean in recent times in fact not even recent times like well personally in recent times I've seen that there are a few people not a few a couple of people that I have seen actually that some of them did like an undergrad in engineering some did microbiology some did and like you're seeing these guys like really like entering this sector so i think i'll just like to say like from don't wait and i mean don't wait until you can start to take like summer internships like your yeah, you know that don't wait until you finish undergraduate or wait until a formal structure of side west or whatever. If it's something you're interested in, like your holidays, you can start actually like Olumi they said all these fellowships, most of them are remote, but they will offer you like in-depth and they are global. So you already have an idea of like what it is in a global structure, not just Nigeria. So that kind of makes it more competitive for you. And then also so the fact of like big on internships, don't say out oh, if it's not full time job oh who is taking this one like prioritize internships as well because they are really important like they said private equity is quite private like you hardly just see any any opportunities or whatever that you can just jump on (laughs) so like just really like prioritize all of that and then um jump into it i mean as build skills but also like be be um have an idea because you may actually start all these internships and when you see what it entails you know like oh I would rather not go into this so instead of waiting until you finish and then you now wait until you get a full time job and whatever so yeah I think from my end that's just what I like to say and thank you so much we hope you've enjoyed this episode for further conversations on our fintech startup <laughs> Stay tuned. Olumide, Olumide will come back personally to we'll announce it specially. Mm. And you guys should wish us well. Once 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 you become a unicorn in the next what um three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Three months we are like smashing that yeah, record. We have God backing us up. Yeah. Great. Even yeah. though one of our lecturers has told us not to say that like, you cannot attend to be a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much. Bye from Belema. Bye from Asha. And bye-bye from Olimide. Thank you know all this you are putting it? No way.